Right on, right on, right on. Right on radio. Right on radio. Welcome, everyone. Happy Friday to you. Welcome to Right On Radio. Glad to see everyone here for the live broadcast. I've got a good one for you today, folks. It's going to start off seeming like a little bit of a mixed bag, but this is all about a show of power. And yes, by the end, I will show you the way. I think everything boils down to a few things that we need to do. If you're wondering what our participation should be, oh, I just got a message. Two shows playing at once. Shouldn't be. <laughs> I'm only in one studio. <laughs> but thank you for sending that message. I hope that there's no confusion out there. Please, other people, if you see confusion, let me know. I want to start out with a little bit of a story. Oh, shoot. It just disappeared. <laughs> I had it saved. Oh, God. Let me just search this person. I just saw it on my Facebook, uh, and it just really was perfect for this. Here it is. I'm going to start off with a little story. A lady asks, how much do you sell your eggs for? The old vendor replies, 50 cents an egg, madame. The lady says, I'll take six eggs for $2.50 or I'm leaving. The old salesman replies, buy them at the price you want, madame. This is a good start for me because I haven't sold a single egg today and I need this to live. She bought her eggs at a bargain price and left feeling that she had won. She got into her fancy car and went to a fancy restaurant with her friend. She and her friend ordered what they wanted. They ate a little and left a lot of what they had asked for. So they paid the bill, which was $150. The lady give, gave $200 and told the fancy restaurant owner to keep the change as a tip. This story might seem quite normal to the owner of the fancy restaurant, but very unfair to the egg seller. The question it raises is, why do we always need to show that we have power when we buy from the needy and why we are generous to those who don't even need our generosity. Is that true in your life? I think we can all relate somewhat to that story. And it's very telling of our personal attempts to show of power and to capitulate to those who are in power.
Now I'm going to play a couple minute clip from one of my favorites, Bill Cooper. As many of you know, my story with Bill Cooper, I basically started to discover this stuff when I was about 21 years old, uh, thanks to Bill Cooper. And as we are coming into football season, this might seem unrelated, folks, but I most assuredly tell you that it is not unrelated. I've got a couple clips, and then I'm going to get into my commentary for the remainder of the show. Just a couple short clips. This is Bill Cooper at the start of football season, but relate this to whatever sport you are passionate about. I was listening to radio the other day. They just contracted to pay one, one player on one team $6 million a year. Can you believe this? And why is that? It's the Roman circus. What does the emperor do when the people become resty? And when the people are asking questions and when the people don't like the policies of the emperor? He sends them to the circus. He creates a circus. He builds a giant coliseum. And he begins to throw the Christians to the lions. He has great chariot races and football games and basketball games, all to keep the idiots preoccupied with things that don't mean anything in the scheme of the entire world. So that they don't have the time to learn what the truth is. So they don't ever get smart enough to learn how they're being manipulated. So they don't ever question the emperor. That's why they pay a player on a football team or a baseball team a million or two million or three million dollars a year. It is the wrong service. I know men who don't know anything in the world except who plays third base for the Mets. And they think that's a great accomplishment. And they meet and pat each other on the back and ball and go have cocktails and talk about what this guy that plays third base for the Mets did in last night's game. Sad. Really sad. Is there any room in in uh, in a kind of society where these manipulations are not taking place for this type of entertainment or any type of entertainment at all? If people understand that a game is a game, football is a game. But let me tell you something: when 150 of the most powerful men and women in the world can meet in secret in Baden-Baden, Germany, and plot the fate of billions. And nobody even cares about it. But six football players go to lunch together, and it's in the headlines across the country. You have a reflection of the society in which that exists. And it is a sick, sick society that is doomed to self-destruction. So based on that scenario, there's some truth into what these, these men are looking at. Absolutely, and that's what makes me so sick, is that I'm trying to wake up a people who on a daily basis are proving the ones that I'm warning them about to be right. Mm -hmm. Well, it, it, so that even though a minority, there are people out there that you recognize are awake to this, if they don't do something about it, they will lose that ability to be free in that way. That's correct. Whether they might think, well, I don't need to worry about it because I know what I know and I'm fine. That's it doesn't work that way. There's yeah. no connection here to everything. That is true. That is absolutely correct.
a nation of people who are willing to send their sons and daughters that they profess that they love to a foreign country to die and they use the excuse to themselves that they're sending them off to defend our country and they know damn well that's a lie I don't Well, we see these things and we do nothing. The people who are in power keep showing you power. But we, the people, have not shown power. You know, often I turn to the verse of the day, and it is spot on. Today I'm just going to read you Psalm 143, verse 10. Teach me to do your will, for you are my God. Let your good spirit lead me on level ground. Now I'm going to play another clip for you. And I want to, this one's only, you know, like a less than two minutes. I'm going to tell you what to listen for in advance. This, and, and thank you to Matt Wolf, who has been posting some really good stuff. Uh, this person, Matt Wolf, whom I don't know, but has been uh, posting in our channels has been really digging into some of the things that I have been bringing forward to you. And this is one of them. This is a clip from PPN, which is the Patriot Party Network. They host a lot of uh, so-called truthers, but they talk a lot about ascension and things that are contrary to the Bible, although they all claim to be Christian. And this one here, and the audio is not very good. I hope that it will come through. There is a lot of key words in this that you will want to listen for if you are a Bible-believing Christian. Because this is contrary to the Bible. And this is essentially rooting on the New World Order, although they pretend to be fighting against it. And maybe, and I don't know their hearts, maybe they think they are, and they are just highly deceived. But I play you this clip in context with the previous clip because the Roman circus is not just football and basketball games. This is another example of the Roman circus and I want you to listen to this closely. believe me or not in my belief that I have been contacted by Q 
Um, I understand there are 10 members of Q. I understand, and right now I'm 95% sure that I have been contacted by one of those members. The other day, I'm in contact with them, and I asked this person um, a question. I said, can you give me the, ten, the top 10 things Q wants me to tell my audience? So I'm going to lay it out for you guys real quick without any uh, fanfare. Number one, we save the children first. Our focus has always been on the children. And our priority was to assure that we will not lose one child during the process. We were successful, but Galactic Federation. Number two, Melania is the great-great-granddaughter of Anastasia, therefore is the Queen of Russia. I said, I said on QPO 1744, follow the wives. Check out QPO 744, guys, because we are going back to the clan mother system. I will explain later. Number three, EJT is a Knight Templar. Freemasons are a branch of the Knights. All movie stars are Masons. They are protecting me. Number four, Hitler is a Mason and will help expose Israel. Yes, he is alive. Number five, Putin has always been part of the GFA, the Galactic Federation Association. The KGB was a part of the movie. Number six, we are in full control and have been for years. Everything is just part of the movie. Number seven, the world is not flat. It's too big. It makes it look like it makes it look flat and it's like a frisbee. There are three permanents. Number eight, there will be three days of darkness very soon after Trump announces the storm is upon us. There will be ten days of disclosure. Number nine, during the solar flash, you will get a you will get your incorruptible body. Christian twenty one will explain how this will be achieved. The last one, Q post number five oh two, DEFCON one will be announced within the next couple days. It's go time. Nothing can stop what's coming. Be strong, patriots. We are here. <laughs> Did you notice the amens at the end by the host of the show? Man, these people have flipped the script, haven't they? You know, two years ago, it was go time. Everything's going to happen. <laughs> They keep saying this and people keep buying it. But you notice how they flipped the script because they all started off as Christian broadcasters. But now, the Galactic Federation. <laughs> the Ascended Masters. Masons we were exposing a couple years ago, but now they're claiming the Masons are our saviors. Oh yeah, and Trump is a knight. Melania, the Queen of Russia. Folks, this is the Roman Circus. All this intel, and I say this as someone who's somewhat in the intel business, but having looked very hard at this stuff over the last few years in particular, I'm realizing the disinformation campaign is so multifaceted and it is sucked in just about everybody. It's on both sides, folks. And I'm not making judgments against these guys. They probably really feel that what they're doing is right because of the information that they see. 
when I look at all this information that comes from the cabal, that comes from the patriot side, I just keep finding that there's only one truth, folks. And Jesus Christ laid it all out for you. There's only one truth. Trust no man. I really believe that a lot of these so-called influencers will all be exposed. They'll probably be some of the first to go down. And everyone who is willing to fight has been following these podcasts and stuff like that for years now. And you've put your trust into these people. And when you find out most of them have vast criminal records, <laughs> most of them are cons, grifters, probably even paid actors. The disappointment is going to be overwhelming. And you won't know who to turn to. Well, I'm telling you right now, there's only one way out of this thing, and that is through Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Now, let me start to tie in all of this stuff and talk about the show of power. During the pandemic, there was a show of power. They got people to do things they would never, ever do, and they caused mass formation, and around the world, people capitulated and followed the instructions. And at the beginning, I think that was okay, because no one knew what it was. But after just a couple short weeks, it was obvious to anyone who had eyes to see or ears to hear. But it was a massive psychological operation. And this morning on Twitter, I shared a clip, and it's a clip that most of you have seen from 9-11 when George Bush is in the school where he gets the news that we are under attack, famously. But the school kids are reciting words out loud, kite, plane, steel, Plain must. They're reciting this. They're, and this was right then. They always are telling you what they are going to do. There's also a clip of Biden last week saying that with all the weather situations that are happening around here, we've, I'm paraphrasing, have put together the fullness of the uh, government sources to escalate these weather events. Most normal people would think, oh, that's just, he's an old folk. He's just another slip of the tongue, bumbling Joe Biden. No. It's purposeful. Folks, you've all heard the expression, they have to tell you what they're going to do before they do it. I don't know if anyone has ever really explained that to you. First of all, they don't have to tell you what they're going to do. They don't have to. 
but they do tell you what they're going to do before they do it. I'm talking about the cabal, the satanic cabal. And there is a very specific reason why they tell you what they are going to do before you do before they do it. You see, with every event that they do, there is magic around it for maximum effect. Magic being divined as occultic divination, spell casting, trying to use God's laws against God and his people. And when they tell you what they are going to do, and the mass population hears it, and this can be in movies, this can be, uh, you know, in speculation on the news, this is in music, this is in music videos, this is in all forms of media. They tell you what they are going to do. And the reason is it amplifies the power of their magic. And how does it do it? You have to understand everything is about your will. Child of God made in his image. Everything is about your will. So when you see that they're going to do something else, and they warn you in advance, like right now, Klaus Schwab is warning you, or telling you, that there are going to be cyber attacks. Your banks are going to go down. You're, you know, he's telling you your power is going to go out. And he tells you, why? Because of your will. You hear these things and you do nothing. You hear these things and you do nothing. By the way, complaining about it to someone else is doing nothing. I'm going to tell you what we can do. Hang on. But by doing nothing, I, my opinion, is you are actually agreeing with their plot. Yep, I agree. They're going to do more weather events. Yep, I agree. They're controlling the weather. Yep, I agree. They're sending another hurricane. Yep, I agree. They're setting all these fires to drive people out of the rural areas and into their 15-minute cities. Yep, it's a major land grab. Yep, they're doing it to have more control over us. Yep. And what are you doing? Complaining about it? You're doing nothing. Not all of you. Some of you are doing something. I'm not putting this out as condemnation. Ah, oh, 
I am F Bones. Thank you for that comment. I'm going to have to uh, look up that person. Thank you for that. Hey, if you can, uh, just because the chat disappears, if you could uh, email me at writeonjeff uh, at gmail.com, I definitely want to look at, uh, at that, that pastor that you're talking about. But you see, they do all these things and we do nothing. I'm going to rehash a little bit of a show I did probably about a year ago, maybe even around this time of year. And I'm not going to get into the whole thing, but many of you who follow these live shows will remember the show. And I was talking about the militias because America is really what has held back total world order from these deletes, as I like to call them. And I really think they will be deleted, folks. Don't get me wrong. But what's to come isn't any better. So last year, about this time, I was talking about militias, and I was saying, you know, if there was ever a time, and I'm not calling for violence, I never have. As a Christian, we are not called to do these things, but there's a lot of people who uh, who have prepared for these things, and perhaps it was their calling to do that. I'm talking oath keepers, that type of thing, the ex-military guys, and the militias around the country have sworn an oath uh, to protect the Constitution. And I was listing off all of the things that uh, have been going on in the country, poisoning of the water, removing of the land, the fires, the communist takeover, the, uh, you know, what they're doing with the kids, you know, how they're taking away the rights of parents, um, the, the sex thing, the critical race theory. And uh, after I named every one of those points, I was saying, and you guys did nothing. I wasn't saying that in condemnation of them. But I kept saying they did nothing. They took their personal oaths to defend the Constitution, and they did nothing. Look, that's just a fact, folks. There wasn't the largest citizen army in the world rising up. That's just a fact. And at that time last year, I was saying that it was probably about the last time that they could do it and be successful. And they did not do it. So now, and by the way, why did they not do it? Because of events like J6, where the government showed a real show of power. They showed the power of persuasion and turning a, an event and making it look exactly the way they wanted it to look, and it was actually nothing like that. They showed their power by throwing innocent people into the gulag without any fair recompense, with basically throwing the Constitution in the garbage <clears throat> and saying laws don't apply to them or what their will is. They've shown their power by arresting DJT. They have shown their power by, you know, ignoring what they created in Hawaii and not helping the people, but constantly sending money to Ukraine. 
and they make you feel helpless, which is probably their greatest show of power. They have made the little guy feel helpless, where in reality, they're scared to death of us. They are scared. The last thing they want anyone to do is to gather together and say, out with the king. They are scared of the people and the gatherings, and that's why they have been showing their power. So what can we do as people? And at the end of that broadcast last year, when I said, and they did nothing, and they did nothing, and they did nothing, I gave a solution. I'm telling you, it is not too late for this solution. And I'm in no way condoning violence. I'm not condoning anything like that. In fact, the very opposite. And perhaps they did nothing to bring us to this point so we could actually assemble and do what I'm about to describe to you again. If we, the people, want to show real power, here is what we must do. We must come together en masse. And depending where you live, and I'm talking in every county, in every city, we must come together en masse. Now, if you live in a small rural town, en masse might mean 20 people. Okay? You live in a big city, it might mean a thousand people, ten thousand people, a hundred thousand people. But it is the coming together en masse. Now, we don't come together en masse. If you heard the broadcast I did on. Oh, actually, <laughs> I think it's. This Sunday's broadcast, sorry, I, but, you know, I'm doing uh, Timothy. And, uh, yeah, so it's going to be this Sunday that I talk about it. But we do not go to, you know, where the other side is holding their events, like a pride parade. And we don't go there in protest against them. Let them have their day. You have your day. Okay? Because when you go and protest against those guys, it backfires. They hate what you're going to say even more, and you risk being arrested. But we must gather en masse, and I suggest... Key locations, you decide in your community where it should be. 
It could be on the steps of the state legislature, the governor in front of the governor's mansion. It could be just in a key location downtown, wherever you are. And you gather together en masse and you do massive prayers. Not in condemnation of the lost and the ones who are leading the world astray, but a condemnation of everything that is against God. And, most importantly, a plea to God to intervene. En masse. Who knows, maybe I'm the one to organize this. I don't know, I'm going to pray about it. But we need to start organizing this. And we, together, when we pray, there will be a real show of power. And it is not our power. But we will show the world that God answers prayer. I'm going to be as bold as to say, and I'm not speaking for God here, but I really believe in my most innermost being that God will show his power. Are we willing to just do that as a people? Are we willing to gather peacefully en masse and pray to the Most High God out loud and very visible to the world. You know, there's all kinds of marches, there's all kinds of we stand for this, there's all kinds of rallies and everything else. But when have we, the people, en masse, collectively, across a nation, across the world, got together and actually done this? I know there's World Prayer Day. It seems fairly ineffective because it's not in every community. It's not actually real. But if we can get organized and we can get organized enough to claim a day, to pick our locations, to have community leaders, and to put together what we are going to ask God for. We have to do this in advance because we will be infiltrated. So the message that we are going to pray and all agree on has to be determined in advance. Now, will there be a move of the Spirit and something else? Perhaps. We'll never shut that down. But the key things, including our repentance for allowing this to happen, for knowing they're doing it and doing nothing, God will show real power. I feel so bold in saying that right now, people. I'm telling you. 
I feel this in my spirit. God will show his power. You know, just on our prayer meetings, we every week right now on our prayer meetings, well, since the beginning of our prayer meetings that we hold on Wednesdays and Saturday nights, there's always testimony of God's power. And just recently, a great example of this would be on Wednesday, we had our prayer meeting, and just ahead of the prayer meeting, a regular guest on my show, Cisco uh, Wheeler, sent me a SOS, emergency prayer request. Her grandson, who is one year old, was attacked by a pit bull. The pit bull essentially ripped his face off. And thankfully the pit bull was, you know, uh, it was intervened in and the uh, pit bull, pit bull would have killed the kid, but it was stopped by the owner. It was a very unfortunate accident that happened. But this one-year-old child basically had his face ripped off. It was horrifying. The kid went to the hospital, and we prayed. And a lot of people around the world prayed. Everyone that Cisco could reach that had any influence, she reached out to because she knew the importance of prayer. And they could not operate on this one-year-old for 24 hours. I don't know exactly why medically, but they could not do it. But when they went in to operate on this child, a miracle had happened. Although this one-year-old boy basically had his face ripped off by a pit bull, there was almost no bone damage. There was almost no muscle damage. Very slight. And because the kid is one skin rejuvenates very well, and the doctor said that the baby will recover fully and have very little noticeable scarring. Now, that's what man said. We prayed and we believe that the kid will be fully restored and there will be no visible scarring, not on the exterior or the interior. This kid will not be traumatized. He will not be delayed. He will not be scared of dogs. He will not be anything like that. And we see God's hand upon that situation. And just a, another little tidbit, uh, because I'm thinking about it and it's fresh on my mind. After Cisco had shared the good news with me about her grandson and was praising God for it, I said, well, Cisco, I have some news for you as well. And she said, Jeff, I know. And there's no way she could know because I had not announced it publicly. But she says, 
God shows me when a new baby is going to come into the world with those people I love. And you're going to be another, you're going to be a grandfather again, aren't you? That's what I was just about to tell her. God is still working, folks. We need to trust in him. We need to gather together. I don't know. I don't know how we're going to do it, but we've got to do it, and we've got to do it soon. Stay tuned. Listen, I hope you enjoyed today's program. Got a good one for you on Sunday. Uh, please join on Sunday. I think it's going to answer a lot of questions. I actually tackle something that has been plaguing the Christian community and people haven't been able to come to a consensus on uh, what we do in certain situations that I believe the Lord has given me wisdom to explain what we do. Uh, also, just on the same note, uh, this week I started doing chat challenges on our Telegram chat program. And if you're not on Telegram, I suggest you do go to Telegram and join our channels. We have a chat channel, which is for chatting. We have a dig channel where you can post your intel. Uh, we have the right on radio uh, channel, which is more curated news. And we have a prayer channel that is private. You need to ask to be in there. We strictly guard our prayer channel. There's no intel. There's no gossiping. We don't allow any of that on there. And uh, But on the chat channel, I've been putting out questions. And the question this week is, did Jesus, after the cross, go down to hell before he rose? And I got to say, what an amazing community. And in fact, uh, someone who's here in the show, Sweet Southern Girly, put out amazing, amazing articles. And uh, and I want to also thank Eve, who uh, has been putting out really great stuff. And Twinkie Punk. <laughs> Man, yeah, I'm telling you, we got some amazing people. And you got to see what has been said. And there's a part two and a part three of that challenge and why it's so important to know the answers to those questions. There's a lot of things that people, the you know, professional preachers won't talk about because they're controversial. But we at Right On Radio Community know no fear other than the fear of the Lord. God bless each and every one of you. Uh, thank you for being here. And uh, in the meantime, Oh, there may not be a show on Tuesday. There may or may not be. Uh, I've got some things coming up, but uh, there will be one on Sunday. May God bless each and every one of you. In fact, let me pray for you. Heavenly Father, I thank you for everyone. I thank you that it's Friday. Lord, I thank you for uh, the resolve of this community. Lord, I thank, you, I thank you that you have brought us together and that we are a praying community. Lord, we are a community that believes in your true power and your sovereignty and your lordship and your kingship over the earth as you are the creator. Lord, we put our trust in you. I pray that you build up each one's faith, Lord. I pray you give them provision uh, financially and in their health as well, Lord. And Lord, I pray that you fill them with joy on this day and this weekend, Lord, and rest. Rest in you, Lord, for the battle that is to come. May God bless each and every one of you. In Jesus' name. 
Remember, love your God, love your family, love your neighbor as yourself, and make a difference in your community. Who's right? Who's right? He's right. Right on radio. Right on radio.